you got to got to save being funny for when we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the whole point was to get the vibe started, and if we don't, That's it's true. we're in big trouble. Well, you know what? The point is get the vibe started. It's it's my job in this universe to capture the vibe. That's yeah. what I do. I document the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I, I can, and on this thing, I help facilitate it too. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. It's the Verrier Podcast, Trinity Infinity, back at it again. <laughs> this yeah. time we have two pups. Yeah, Magic and Mogul. Come here, Magic. Come on, Magic, get down here, you fucking crazy thing. Hopefully she's in the short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these maniacs have started their love affair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and us maniacs continue our love affair. Yeah, we continue ours, yeah. God, I can't believe how beautiful it is today. It's been such a drab this last week. So rainy every day. It's even this morning was a even this morning was a drab. Yeah. Oh, I, when I woke up, you guys were like, "It's it's a little rainy out." I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is supposed to be our nice day. This was our day." <laughs> no, it's it's uh, April. April is a very frustrating month in New York because it feels like, mm, yeah, it's time to fucking get out yeah. there. And most of the month is shitty. Well, April showers. Yeah, it'll lead to May flowers. Hopefully. Yeah. Got to plant those seeds right. Well, we're planting the seeds by, uh, we took acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fertilized uh, the soil. I don't know what metaphor I want to use for acid the, the and last, growing. <laughs> the last podcast the three of us did together, we were on acid. This time, Cass didn't take it. She's the control subject. Yeah, totally. I'm the person who's going to maybe halfway through this podcast run out and take a phone call. So Yeah. Yeah. We're busy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, we're going to hit some balls around later, too. Some tinnies. Yeah, we're going to get out and play tennis for the first time. I don't have my, like, Venus and Serena tennis outfit on, which I'm kind of sad about, but <laughs> I guess I can make this work. Do you have a designated they tennis outfit? They always play outfit? on, like, I, like, if I dream, like, fantasizing about playing tennis, it's like I'm in a tennis outfit, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? It's like the full get up. Yeah, fuck, man. We're really missing they out. They brought, I remember it was like controversial what they wore growing up. Because, you know, I was like an actual tennis player when they were coming up. So I looked up to them a lot, you know, yeah. and they, you know, wearing the skirts that they were on court. And I like, I think one of them wore earrings or something that was really controversial one time. Mm. They made their braids controversial. Oh, well, yeah. Then there's the, yeah. We should, we should win, <laughs> we, we should watch uh, the Oscar award winning performance of Will Smith and King Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Don't you think? Like <laughs> definitely, definitely. I haven't. Will seen obviously it. has some advice to give out. You know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love. I love that he slapped Chris Rock and then he won the Oscar and he he weaved that into the speech. Like, um, uh, you know, protect your family. Definitely. L- like, protect like, wow, damn, man. Did, did did someone whisper that into your ear? Like, how did they? Like, did a writer come and be like, "Here's how you handle this right now." Yeah. You know, gracefully, the speech will be played till the no, end of time. No, it just happens to come from somebody that's been lying to get attention their yeah. entire life. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he had a story that could justify his actions really yeah. swiftly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- that's the thing when I see culture, like, taking all this so seriously. it's, it's It always just comes back to me, to, to that for me, like. Or are you kidding? These are actors. Well, when you brought it up to me, we actually got in a little bit of a tiff because I was like, it's not real. And I didn't want to even want to hear about it. I was offended. It was in my news feed. I was like, get these fools out of here. I don't care about their fake fights. Yeah, I was, I was like, on these see fake what, shows. I was like, you see what happened last night? And you're like, it's not real. And I was like, oh, really? And, and it, like, <laughs> I spent the next three days, like, every time it came up, just really thinking about it from that perspective. Like, like what like that blew my mind like, whoa <laughs> maybe this isn't real because my first instinct when i saw that video i was like that was staged yeah that's 
But you yeah. think about it for a second and you're like, uh, but you've come know. around to it's real. Yeah, no, definitely. It's real dumb. I could tell you that. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't pimp tight enough for it to be staged. I guess. There would there would there would have been a little more Hollywood razzle dazzle on something like that. Something, you know what I mean? Like Chris Rock would have said something back, or um, security. They they would have figured out a way. Security would have come on stage, or he would have been escorted out. You could tell no one knew what to do. Like this was clearly not. Chris Rock didn't even know what to do. He just like stood there with like a smile, being like. What a boss! God damn. I think he said something. He like whispered that he's like I could like he's like I could could, the things mm, I could say or whatever. You know. Um, but yeah, no, I I do get a little bit um, oppressed by celebrity news, but I will say it's been fascinating to see how people react to the celebrity news more than the celebrity, oh, yeah. you know, people's um, choosing sides and taking stances and, um, you know, that's why it's inserting worth, philosophical conversations into it. And I love it. It's worth dipping your toe in and kind of seeing what the, what the newest celebrity news is every now and then. Um, just for that reason, it's like a cultural litmus test. Like what are we all overreacting to? What are we being purposely distracted by? Yeah. And just take a look in on that. And, yeah. uh, the lengths that they're having to go through right now to get our attention. <laughs> Pretty disgusting. <laughs> well, that's why I thought it was staged. I was like, nobody watches award shows anymore. It's such a dying thing. Like we're all coming to realize how ridiculous it is. The idea of, you know, Awards all, all for these hyper rich people. Yeah. It's, yeah. Sean had a good idea though. I thought he's like, Chris Rock should do kind of like Louis CK does like through his website, sell like an hour long special where he just roasts Will Smith. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, that's what he should have done immediately on the spot, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but he got, he, and this is why I kind of commend him. He realized where he was in that moment. If that happened in a club, if that happened anywhere else, but he was in the motherfucking belly of the beast. You know, he was in the belly of the Hollywood. Yeah, but remember beast. when Ricky Gervais was in the belly of the beast and was like, "You're all pedophiles." Like, you can say whatever you want up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Freedom. you can. You really can. <laughs> you really can. He he should have doubled down. Should have doubled down. Well, I mean, Will Smith just sunk his own ship. Well, he didn't really need to it's do true. anything. It's true. Chris Chris saw that he needed no help. Yeah. That he was going to be the the hero of that story. But uh, but from a from a business perspective, I'm like, okay, how does this help Chris Rock? I'm like, that, there's an there's an immediate way that he could probably make ten million dollars. Oh, he sold you, out. You guys didn't hear it, you already hear? Yeah, it, no. like he, he his him. whole tour sold out like all around the world immediately. Are you fucking kidding? Oh me? yeah, no, it's Over it's, this? it's it's blasted him. Yes. Oh my god, yes. that's so funny. That's, this is why I think these things are fake. I'm like, yeah, it, yeah. it benefits both of them, <laughs> yeah. no matter how stupid they act. Yeah. And you know, Will Smith's about to be on Oprah for the next like three months, crying. Oh damn. You know. Crying with Jada about his misuses of power or whatever the hell. He definitely did a bump to the red table conversation too. (laughs) (laughs) We're the we're the gray table conversation. Yeah, it's the gray table conversation. Yeah, this is our cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Why what is with this volcano situation? You guys came up with the newest and greatest way to fill up bags and where is it? Uh, I can't do that on the podcast. But basically, we use a mason jar, a big mason jar, because <laughs> we're like, look, all this stuff's coming out about microplastics. A study came out today saying that microplastics are like deep in our lungs. They already per- they already proved it's in our excrement and in our blood, but now they know it's deep in our lungs. And uh, yeah, just smoking out of a bag, all this, a plastic <laughs> bag, just like, I don't know, Mayor pointed it out. Like, I'm halfway between like embracing becoming Barbie and then wanting to <laughs> MacGyver... 
mason yeah. jars to avoid it. Do you know what I mean? I like yeah. to live in between those two realities. But putting a mason jar over this and then quickly capping it and yeah. then sipping out of I that. I think that's the way because I got this other glass vaporizer that for the life of me, I can't even figure out where to put the weed in. I yeah, don't know if, if anyone that speaks has more about me or the company. <laughs> well, if anyone has it, they should tell you how to use it. It's the Zenco. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. If you know how to, if, if you know how to <laughs> use the Zenco vaporizer, hit us needs up. help, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking engineering bag. is my weakest skill set by a long shot it's my father's that's as well i don't know if i've already told you that about my father he's like the least handy man that's ever been a man well he doesn't he doesn't he's need handy to do in the air realm you yeah, know he doesn't need to do that <laughs> yeah he threatens you with a lawsuit my mom all the time is like my next husband will be handy. <laughs> <laughs> like when you talk my dad can hire any handyman yeah, you want mama yeah Come exactly on. <laughs> that's the kind of handy one <laughs> First weed of the day. Yeah, first weed Make of the me day. a little nervous. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe give me a little cushion on this come up, this acid come up. We set up We set up a puppy cam. But they're not in the zone. <coughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited about how this young blooming love is going to evolve. Well, on the ride oh up yesterday, I went and picked up Marin Mowgli in the city and brought him up here in Merritt. The first thing she tells me is that she's watching Cesar Milan videos. Oh, you <laughs> oh my God, share speaking that? of funny I'm, shit, I'm like, literally. I'm like, this motherfucker's still at it? Yes. And then I'm like it, literally saying to you, how many bad dogs could there even be? There's so many bad, mostly bad dogs. Most dogs are bad. It's like people. We're all fucked up. We're fucked up in this plane. It's, like, yeah. it's the planet. You know what I mean? It's Earth. Were you trying to prepare for this no, yes, and this is this is this is just more proof that your phone is telepathic and is listening to you. Maybe I shouldn't use that language, but it's definitely can hear your thoughts, not just what you're talking about. Because I'm think I've been thinking about this meeting. Yeah. I haven't been typing anything to my phone about it. We haven't. But really he comes even up on my YouTube it. feed, and I haven't thought about Caesar Milan since he was on the TV in middle school when I came home from fucking lunch <laughs> and my mom was watching him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. I'm not familiar. He hasn't been in my vortex at all. So it's very fascinating that came up. And I was like, I would like to know how to introduce dogs. Thank yeah. you for this video, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, and so that's that's it, how it was, you. That's how I got into it. How to introduce two dogs. Wow. And so I was watching my videos. And then I, I just got down a little bit of a rabbit hole with like a couple crazy dogs he was working with. And getting yeah. into the crazy owners. You know what I mean? Well, you know what's cool that Mare pointed out that Cesar Milan does? is like he has his own stable of dogs that like take one for the team. They will put up with anything they any other do- they just take they're there to take shit <laughs> oh, isn't he, that crazy he found the number one gimps of all the dogs yes. well yeah. well what's fun probably even cooler anecdote that i didn't tell you about that is that dog that he was using as like the i'll take it used to be a crazy dog so oh, he really? completely turned around a dog to the point that they can like Whoa. literally take shit from another dog that would do make nothing. me a little nervous caesar's the man man i wonder if you he can do that to he's, people he's, <laughs> I yeah. I, well, I was saying to Sean, I think he's one of the few people, celebrities, that actually is magical. <laughs> like he's like actually kind of magical when you watch him. Like he is. He he doesn't just transform dogs; he transforms humans, and he holds he has a, he holds a vibe space. That's what he's doing. It's really cool. <laughs> well, so how much of like these crazy dogs is because they have crazy owners? A hundred percent. We we t- this is the exact <laughs> conversation Mara and I already had. It's they're they're such a reflection of their owner. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, they're definitely a reflection of the owner. And, of course, trauma can get, hey, Mowgli and Magic, you want to come to the party? Come down here, guys. Don't fight. (laughs) As we're talking about. (laughs) These fucking doggies. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, but it made me think about, um, like, the way way he he is with with people. I wish that there was a person that could be like that with people. We know so many people that could use, like, a Cesar Milan in their life. Like, hey, stop. 
That's not how you do it. Yeah, I guess that's the you idea know? of like life coaches and therapists and stuff. But there's um, no way they can be as firm as him. Yeah. And a lot no, and of I was people just going to say that. like there's trauma past an owner that like if you rescue a dog and it has trauma, like it's obviously beyond just the owner too that it's working with. But dogs are just like humans, so tapped in, tuned on, you know, in, in the moment that whatever vibe you guys are holding, you are a more powerful entity probably in that space of authority. They're probably thinking you're the alpha. They're following that feeling. You know oh, what I okay. mean? Yeah. And so their dog, yeah, as the owner, it's like they they wanna they wanna serve their owner's feeling. And most people think like, like dogs really are not listening to what we're saying. They're really listening to the emotion behind what you're saying. Oh, uh, so and that's why the tone of my voice is the only thing I use to control. I I just drop, and I he's know. like, okay, Mowgli. I'll listen. Yeah. It's really adorable to hear Sean try to talk to Mowgli in a. I'm like, come on, man. I sound like Joe Biden when I'm talking. <laughs> I know. He's like, he doesn't respond oh, to Joe. God. You're gonna come have to on, give him. Man. <laughs> Oh, man. But I, what I informed Sean and Cass about, which they didn't know because they haven't really been dog owners their whole life, is that dogs are gimps. That's their yeah. role here on the planet. And they just want to be told what to do. And when they have a – they if it gives their life purpose. The only purpose is literally to be told what to do by you. And when you don't give them that, they feel lost in the universe. And they get confused. And they yeah. get anxious and have problems. And so – because a lot of times I think you guys get pent up when I'm trying to tell Mowgli what to do in an assertive way. And it's like he fucking loves it. You have no idea. He oh, fucking know, loves I it. I feel bad for the little guy sometimes. <laughs> not, not when you talk to him, just like – I, I project human feelings onto him. I'm like, yeah, damn, man, he must be fucking lonely. <laughs> then I see he gets, he has access to magic, and he's just like, whatever. I don't care. I still serve Mare, first and foremost. For real. He literally will just look at her like, what am I supposed to do with this pug running around me? <laughs> he's just standing by for two days. And standing he's like by. moving his head to the side while magic sniffs him. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, okay, all right. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then Mare just like says, you can play. And he does. <laughs> you can play. And he just, and he ran around over here for a little bit. Yeah. For like, he can only keep up with magic for like three seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I think he too, like, cause he can, he can start to get like roughhouse and stuff. And I think yeah. he was trying to like dance that territory of like, okay, what is playing with magic? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Playing I with think magic. he's really learning. Like, it's just like a running back and forth, you yeah. know? No, but he is really cool and sensitive and that like most of our communication isn't verbal and he'll just like, no, like when I, when I need him to take a shower, all I do is stand in my bathroom and think about giving Mowgli a shower. And he'll very reluctantly, sadly, depressed walk in. Like, mm. This is what we're doing. So wait, And he may be sad in the moment, but like I know deep down he's really happy that he's doing what yeah. I want him to he do. He wants yeah. to be cleaned you know up. I mean? yeah. So what were the tips for introducing dogs? Neutral territory is probably the biggest one. Like, don't bring another dog into another dog's home as their first introduction. Mm. Is that why you said let's go outside? Yeah, it is. And then with magic, because I know magic, I wasn't necessarily specifically worried about magic being territorial as a dog. Um, But, yeah, neutral territory is the best. Um, Outside, like, open space is obviously the best, too, where they can see sky. And then both on a leash. And then once you get the leash down and it seems like they both like each other, which you'll figure out within, like, you know, very quick first 15 seconds or something. Are they wagging their tails? Are they frozen in Mm. anxiety? You know, are they growling? Um, And then you can let them off leash in an indoor area and see how they do together. And then says, like, over the next few weeks, like, don't leave them alone together. Just keep working (laughs) it out. And then, like... It takes about at most a month for two dogs living in the same home to like totally work out their roles together and, and, wow. and be okay with each other or whatever. Mm. I'm, I'm jealous and, of them but, in a way. Yeah, but of course, it's, it's they're just like humans. They're all different consciousness. Like you can get two dogs together who are going to be like soulmates for the rest right of their lives. Away. And then you can get two dogs together that love every other dog in the world but just happen to not like each other's personalities, you know. But I, I this is why I'm jealous of them. I feel like they just have 
a few crude senses, and that's that. They need to smell each other's asshole. They need to growl a little <laughs> at each other. And then, like, the rest of their destiny is just going to play out right there. You know what I mean? I feel like that's... With humans, it's just, like, so much is fucking going on. Don't you wish we could just go in and smell each other's I asshole? Know. I was like, going right, to say, I feel like it's kind of... You could reduce it down to we just smell each other's assholes. That's all that life is. I could... I, I could... I could get down with that. Couldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. No? Who's ass? I don't. Whose asshole do I need to smell? I don't know. Don't I think be you're so already literal. smelling everyone's asshole. Y- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you get it? I I do. <laughs> but Cass, we've been we've been struggling a lot lately with Cass's very literal interpretation of things. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> we're cracking the veil open. She's like, but I don't understand who and what. Because <laughs> she wants to go full pervert right now. Yeah. But like. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, wait, who is this applied to? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it like them dishing out shit? Like, it's their just, worst side? Is that sh- like your bad, like offering your no, bad I, side? No, I honestly well, see. I just see assholes like a beautiful metaphor for like what you're letting out into the world, you know? Your your vibe. There, there's no hiding that. You you ingest the world, you breathe it in, and yeah. then what do you poop out? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's going just, on inside of you? We're just smelling that lining that poops it out all the time when we're around each other. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> Your approach to <laughs> giving the world. You get it. But they, but <laughs> like, like I was, what? when I watched these two meet, I was like, we all do that in a way, but it's fucking takes forever. Like, I'm like, how the hell have I become friends with anyone? I, I was really trying to think about that. Like, how do you become friends with somebody? Like, when does it happen? Like, For me, it takes a split second. Uh, you know whether you're friends I mean, with somebody. Yeah, I probably knew before we met. And then we meet, and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. All right. We have stuff to do, I guess. Yeah, we have a new friend here. Yeah. And I think part of that is just, like, intuition and maybe telepathic stuff or whatever. But I think a lot of it is pheromones, just like you. Like, the dog's very primordial, you know? Yeah. You smell each other's scents and things you didn't even realize about each other that you like or don't like. Sense something you, know. you need in your life you didn't never knew you needed before. Yeah. Yeah. Like a genetic code that's absent in your own or something, you mm. know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about manifesting. You do? Yeah. Well, I just thought of it because I, I think, um, you know, you're, you're kind of saying it like through your, your telepathic with your dog and there's other ways like we kind of like dance around that, but manifestation and uh i thought of it because we you both said playing with magic and i was like oh oh yeah playing with magic oh yeah when we're trying to manifest things and for us it's like it's films and songs yeah yeah no and i think really just this past week too with this transit i'm gonna blame it on the stars as i always do feels like it's been easier to tap into the the heavens of of excitement of of the things that we're trying to manifest, just like you talk about all the time, like instead of waiting for that thing to come, like the excitement of it already being here and the excitement of um, even getting to be on the journey to eventually get it. Yeah. And tapping into those things um, is actually like the the main thing that's going to align you to them, you know, because mm. worry is so convincing of a, of a drug or of a voice or of a spirit. Yeah. You know, in manifestation, I think like, OK, well, if you really want this thing, then you're going to have to get real serious about it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to like pin down and, yeah. then, you know, and then and then it drops you into a lower frequency that's always going to keep you away from that high frequency thing that you want, mm. you know. Wow. Or yeah. About getting it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, we build our own fortress. Yeah. And protect it from the magic. Yeah. And I think weed helps me manifest. Like, I think weed um, is an aligner 
it's like an, a very aligned spirit and when you smoke weed it tr- it's trying to align you kind of like mushrooms and that's why people when they smoke weed sometimes get uncomfortable because i think parts of themselves are trying to come together they, they want to keep separate yeah compartmentalized <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it gives <coughs> me all the ideas yeah sometimes I, I really like for me smoking weed or doing an edible experience like not doing it every day all day really helps me because i need to integrate these visions i have definitely and i have like very wild downloads on edibles and if i get in a pattern of doing edibles every night the visions and the downloads aren't as potent you know it's more of just a high yeah but if i'm like more ceremonial about it like all right i'm about to get really high like i can i can plan my not plan but kind of bring in the energy that i'm gonna need to get me through a couple months a couple years a couple weeks oh yeah you could plan the rest of our life on an edible trip yeah. Yeah, like it really opens up, it really fucking parts the seas for Cass. It yeah. goes so fast though that like if I'm not careful and if I'm not in a good set and setting, like I can end up worrying about every goddamn thing that there is to worry about. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people is like we talk a lot about creativity just being like anxiety misdirected. So it's anxiety is creativity misdirected. That's yeah. what I meant to yeah. say. <laughs> I think that's what she said. But yeah. It's it's, a, exact, it's, a, it's, a, it's literally <laughs> exactly what it is. It's literally exactly what yeah. it is. And uh, I think weed. Um, the, the, I think the reason that like we could smoke a joint and be fine, and someone else could smoke that same joint with us and be lost, is because I don't think weed is necessarily concerned about the circumstances of your life and that you're living in 2022 capitalism. Like I don't think it's concerned about all that stuff. It's concerned about your spirit, and it's it's a much higher level thing. So. I think if you're down here very concerned with all this shit and you, you ingest this spirit that's like really just way, it's a hot, that's why they call it being high. You're, you're going very high with this thing, very high level. It's not concerned that you got to pay your bills. It's not concerned that you have to come up with, you know, the thing to do the thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's concerned with your, your spirit's creative potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I think anything that doesn't align you to capitalism in this time can so easily get demonized in our minds and, uh, and, and put into the negative basket, you know? Um, but yeah, somebody was just talking about like weed and putting it with the word addiction in the same sentence and yeah, we've uh, seen that a lot etymology and stuff. And, um, yeah, I wish we could take addiction and drugs and separate them as issues because they really are separate issues and entities and spirits like not even in between the drugs that we're talking about just like the issue of addiction and drugs yeah you know what i mean um just because i Mm, went i I, I went in a little bit of an abusive codependent moment myself this week with nicotine um Mm, damn i feel bad because we introduced you to that shit (laughs) oh i was over there like god we introduced damn it sean (laughs) (laughs) you got mad at him no i I mean how can you not no no like for me it, it was realizing because it wasn't just realizing like oh i'm not just treating this one thing in my life abusively and this is probably true for most people the way that i was relating to that was the related way that i was relating to everything around me in that moment in time so everything around me i was codependent with i was emotionally dependent oh, on you know oh, and man. and just running that story of like okay once i get this thing i'll feel better as above so below <laughs> something like that yeah sure. <laughs> always <laughs> Wow. And do you think it's um, it's uh, like nicotine's spirit in particular is what allowed you to even like because like I, I say it's like a jealous attention seeking little bitch of a spirit. 
Yes. And, and, it, and it does, it helps she's point out. It, yeah, it, it, she's horny as hell. And she wants you fucking and sucking I, 24-7. And you're like, I can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's true. I felt um, my frequency lower. And I can feel that most sensitively in conjunction with singing. So if I'm singing, I can I notice anything it, that throws me off in any direction. And previously, Rape, Hape hadn't done that for really it hadn't affected your singing because you just do it. It once had only affected me on the on a breathing level of like, oh, I have less breath, which yeah. is not good. So I wouldn't yeah. do it before singing. But it didn't affect me on a level of like, oh, this if I do it today is going to lower my frequency yeah. tomorrow. And for singing, I my frequency is required to be super high. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's as small as that. It's the same thing. Why I'm paranoid about kratom and stuff too. Just anything that throws me off of my anything that th- that that's giving away my emotional intelligence or like my choice to be happy or whatever giving away your power. I guess yeah. that's what we're all going to be working through during this time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, no, it was like really, I f- it was like really important for me to go through this like little nicotine thing this week. Cause it, it then once I focused on that, it was like, Oh, then this in the relationship, then this in this part of my job, you know, yeah. then yeah. came to the rest of my life about, Oh fuck. Yeah. I can just like be as happy as I want right now without anybody. You can anything. manifest and then it the like mood totally, you want. Yeah, yeah. It like totally made my mood independent again, which then, you know, makes me such a more fruitful lover, relationship, friend, whatever. Mm. Dude, I don't artist. know if I should be left to my own devices, though. Because I swear to God, like, I woke up this morning. It was like, I was like, I cannot wake up. And Kratom just turns it all around. And I'm just so happy and so capable. And everything's flowing. But honestly, I feel like if I didn't do it, like, I'd probably just, I don't just know. Just not have as good of a day. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, I need better tools, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think it the spirits that you want to commune with are like that's fucking rad and really important Mm -hmm. and like if you have that relationship with it, you should keep that relationship well, with it. You know think what I mean? about the gods cast serves every day compared to the gods you. No, have to I was serve. just going to say it's, it's it's literally just it's literally just that mm-hmm. it's literally just that because I am playing a game of nervous system sensitivity, and kratom shuts down my nervous system sensitivity. Mm-hmm. But for you, that's like optimal for what you're doing. You need to not be nervous. <laughs> you need to not be like sensitive necessarily <laughs> into people's emotions on the phone, you know, yeah. or whatever. And cascade takes <clears throat> kratom to get shit done. Yeah. Uh, I, I I take it I feel like I want heroin high. and I'm like this is inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, you uh, Mar- Mar and I do such a similar dance with all these things. It's <laughs> crazy. Um but I do the I do the same thing. When I'm in on something, I'm all in on it. I'm not questioning it because it is in alignment with who I am then. Yeah. But if I get in my head even the fucking tiniest little pixel of is it, is this fucking my frequency up for the other shit that I love so much? Yeah. It's done. Yeah you know oh it's yeah no it's easy once i figure that out it's just it's and that was why it was so hard for caffeine for me in my life for so long is because it's it's hard to get to the other side of thinking that it's helping my frequency because it raises your frequency immediately Mm. but then it drops it yeah you know what i mean so it's 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 like such an illusion to get past right because you're like it does raise my frequency i think i am more you get a taste of it (laughs) for a second you have basically what the acid gives us all day caffeine will give you that for that little yeah. you're like oh there it is yeah well that's why but i think so you needed fleeting. us to come into your life to be like just more potent reflections of like because because when oh, you go really? high and then low like <laughs> when you're doing that on your own you just think that's kind of you but when other people are like dude you're fucking damn oh, you're on uh, one yo. <laughs> and i don't even have to be saying anything i'm just like in another room feeling something and you're like it's, uh, yeah yeah why it's, too it's too much it's too much and i get it down and i get it and that's so much of like yeah it feels like so much of my life i have to rein in my emotions for other people that's being in that's a good. relationship with mare when she was on coffee was a spiritual journey for me <laughs> Cause, be, because 
I never really thought about it. And I never really thought about, even though I'm not a coffee drinker, what coffee's done to my life and why I, re- I react to coffee the way Cass reacts to alcohol. I know. It scares me. Yeah. When, when people are getting jacked up on that level, I get like, uh, I'm like spooked. Yeah. There's people you can't even tell they're on coffee. We watched Rick Rubin in a podcast and he's drinking coffee and it, it blew both of our minds that yeah. Rick Rubin is on coffee. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can be chill and drink coffee too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's, uh, yeah. It, it, but that's the thing too. If you had it maybe once every couple months, it's a different conversation than when you get into it on a train with it where like, it's not getting you high anymore. It's bringing you to a semblance of regularity. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Which is most people's relationship with most things that they it would be great to have a once every few months relationship with nicotine or caffeine yeah you just have a psychedelic coffee because it's psychedelic Your that's pretty much what i do Cass, yeah, yeah. you're a different breed like Cat, mare and i are like i don't know when i'm doing something i'm like i like this let's do this let's do this like it feels like now we're going into our season of acid you know what i mean the sun's out we're like let's take some fucking acid and then like i'm like okay cool let's let's uh work with this with this spirit for a while. Let's yeah. see how it goes. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I'm all with communing with spirits. And I, I really believe that like all the magic in the universe is made between two, like two spirits coming together and making stuff. So like, I don't, I don't like the idea of total sobriety because it doesn't, it doesn't seem in alignment with what moving through the multiverse means. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I definitely don't want anything fucking up balance or alignment or, yeah. or being, it, it, or really being as sensitive as I possibly can be, which has really become my priority in life and my art and all the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And that was the, what made coffee like the last thing so easy for me was when I finally just took in the language of like, it's making my nervous system less sensitive, which is making me a bad performer yeah. because I'm less aware of people in the room. I'm less aware of like more sensitive, nuanced things or whatever. And then if I can get it in that language, then it's easy for me because that's a priority in my life. Yeah. People, uh, uh, people want to blame men for the patriarchy. <laughs> and it's like, yo, you should blame these spirits that uh, that are are masculine spirits uh, that come in through chemicals that like have taken over the game. Adderall and coffee, it, yeah, and cocaine. It's hard to say which way that conversation goes. If it's like that, or if it's like those drugs are popular because they they let you serve the system that exists that's more eggs. powerful than you. Yeah. Because because yeah. that's like why I think yeah, it's if our society valued femininity and intuition and like telepathy and all of these things that required you to be as slow as possible like would you think coffee would be the most important drug no like people want people want to be good in this and with their surroundings like that's within the environment that they're in you know mm-hmm. like, i just want to do good we're all, ju- we're all they all just want to do good within the system and the system yeah. of power is telling you to be as productive and as fast as possible at all times and Fuck. you know it's, it's you know god damn <laughs> you know you never even hear about coffee as something people quit nicotine all the time like people understand like i can't do this coffee you don't even it's not even part of that conversation no and with with health i think it's one of the like biggest things for a lot of people that causes them health problems that they don't think about when they get sick Uh, because the doctor that's not the thing that gets brought up is what are you eating what are you putting in your body no just like the only thing that really matters what are you thinking about what are you putting in your body yeah yeah how are you interacting with the world around you you know well, um, you're you're becoming the things you consume. You are what yeah, you eat. Yeah, absolutely, you know, you're absolutely. Be, you're becoming those things. Absolutely. I'm a little potato. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Irish roses. Yeah. 
I'm a wild Irish rose. Yeah. <laughs> My wild uh, Irish spirit comes out when I take acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm at control. I know. I can't wait for acid season. This is the best yeah. season. Yeah, so it is. Yes. But we need, uh, uh, um, we need sun for it. It's not yeah. like meant to be done in confined spaces. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Open spaces, seeing yeah. the sky is vital and important. But yeah, I did this little dance, and you can dance with anything in a negative way, right? Mm-hmm and weed's great i just wanted to say that as a psa i i <laughs> can i add to that <laughs> yes and this is just one man's opinion like yeah. honestly hold your own opinion but yeah hold what, your own. um when i first started smoking weed it saved my life and it turned everything around and i was still carrying a lot of guilt because i grew up with parents who demonized it because their parents demonized it and no one smoked pot yeah and we were just high strung coffee household yeah and uh, weed saved my life, and it saved my life so many times that I stopped otherizing it. And it's just like a family member now, and I respect it like such. And I think that we shouldn't be, in this incarnation as humans, be beyond making plant alliances. You know, this plant's as old as us. We've evolved with cannabis. Yeah. That's both of our species are, the, have, are approximately like the same amount of time on this earth. So it's, we're on a journey together. Yeah. And she loves us. Yeah. She loves me because yeah. I'm willing to do something about it. Yeah. And so she doesn't hit me with paranoia and anxiety because yeah. the the gift of of taking me to a higher place she gets to see in my in my living actions. Yeah. I do something about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's why weed works for me. Yeah. And uh I would never doubt it. I don't doubt it. Yeah. She calls me and I come to her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody's going to have a different relationship with her. Some people will be very few and far between. Um, and probably some of it's just astrological, too. Like, what's your sense of responsibility like in your chart? Is that, like, well, super righteous, you know? Is, is well, can it, you use me as an example? I mean, yeah, we both have, like, well-placed Saturns, I think. I, I like, this ain't going to fucking throw us off our Saturn shit. It's not going to get you. We're just a metronome. Yeah, it's I'm going <laughs> to fucking just keep <laughs> hammering you with the art. Yeah, it's not going to get you to stop doing no. what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Hell you know? no. If you had a, yeah, if you had a, a really weak sense of responsibility and stuff, and you already, already had all these, like, Neptunian influences in your chart, and the boundaries between you and other realities are already, already super thin and stuff, like, I could see having a more few and far between relationship with it or whatever. But it also will change in your life, and I think that's the number one thing is I just keep getting pounded into with any downloads any synchronicities it's like there is no system of success like there is no pattern that will make you happy or do good it is only the approach and it is only being learned uh good it is only learning how to be good at improvising and mm-hmm. then it's like and every anything opens up in your life and everything opens up you know and any situation becomes something that you can enjoy or master or get whatever the fuck you want out of mm-hmm. but like any system like anything set in stone is going to be limited because the moment after that time is different and truth is different and relationships are different and the god's relationships to each other are different you know yeah so i just like i think everything in my life has brought me to like improvise that's the only thing Mm -hmm. that it's about (laughs) yeah if you don't you could get left behind that i mean this sounds really dark but (laughs) 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 that's kind of how it felt to me especially like we were talking about we were talking shit on nitrous the other day but it like i was having a moment or reflecting on kind of what did i get from that drug because i obviously had epiphanies (laughs) yeah even if i couldn't for the most part remember (laughs) them but i think that the biggest download i probably got from nitrous is like to like keep up the good time yeah because 
like we're in this multiverse yeah. and you're improvising yes. and if you keep choosing the fun times you're going to have a fun life yeah and if you show up to a fun time and say no to the fun time you start going on this other trajectory even and I don't once <laughs> even once you're on the other path now i mean don't be scared about the serious decisions you've made in the past but it's like every moment's a new opportunity to like make it lighter and yeah and 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 choose that because this is a giant cosmic joke and you can be in on it and it yeah. doesn't mean you have to understand like i'm fucking slow as hell i am a literal and whatever i might not be the best person to be in on the joke but like no you're in on it but i'm laughing along you know what i mean and so if if you kind of like i think i've we've spent time with people who like feel like they're behind on something or not getting something there's yeah. sp- some bigger cosmic joke that they yeah. couldn't possibly yeah, understand yeah, yeah. oh man that's yeah, great it's such a weird feeling to being around yeah. somebody that's like just kind of a little behind the eight ball but you're not like no no not. it's such it's an sh- illusion it's just like you just want to go you want to be Cesar Milan to them yeah but, but it's stop like, it's 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 believing in stupid systems of success. You know that you have yeah. to be a certain age. That there's like a formula for anything. It's like it's it literally it's just your approach to improv- yeah. improvisation or whatever. That being said, I wouldn't um, be the motherfucker I am if I hadn't uh, proven to myself I can make a bunch of money. I can get famous. I can uh, be known for my thing. I can get like yeah, I had to do all the things. Yeah, but you were only good at that because you were good at improvising while getting to the, those yeah, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is just an approach thing. Like the more that I work on art in my life, the more that I realize that too, and just study the artists that I love. Like it, it, it yes, it's what they're saying. Yeah, yes, it's the music, but like it really is mostly the approach. Mm. Mostly the approach. Yeah. What you're getting out of it. Um, yeah. Keep and it, it doesn't keep matter. It loose. It be, because it's the final result will 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 speak to your heart or it won't. Yeah. But but you're you're like giving a peek behind the curtain. It's like. Ultimately, why we bow at the altar of John Prine is because of his approach to life. You hmm. know. Yeah, really. well, that's what you're getting through the songwriting. Yeah. It's like you can you can have the same lyrics with the same melody sung by two different vocalists, and depending on what they're psychically going through and emotionally, you'll get different songs. Well, Leonard you know Cohen's I mean? version and of Hallelujah, and then the one Jeff Buckley did, and then it became famous. Yeah. You listen to Leonard Cohen's, and you're like, he was not coming from the same place, Jeff yeah. Buckley. Those are completely different songs. But then you think about just, like, causing a bunch of limitations so you can create a song, too. Like, okay, it's a song that has to be in a coffee shop, and it has to be about, like, a forgotten love or abandonment. Um, there's still, like, a trillion, million, kajillion different ways to approach that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. going to express itself in, like... I don't know. I just like the nuance of that has become more and more apparent to me in my life. Mm. Um, and the importance of letting go of traditions and systems that people before me previously worked for them. Um, and just like being like, well, it's probably not going to work for me. Not investing in that anymore. Yeah. And just investing in being a better approach, more mastered approach, more present approach. Yeah. You know, more loving approach, more soft approach, more sensitive approach. Because mm-hmm. then the rest of it just comes out like that. Yeah. That's your art. Yep. Yeah, and you're mostly self-concerned. Like you can respect John Prine, but you can also like participate in the destruction of the hierarchy that says, "Oh, I'm not as good as this person or as this thing." It's it, like any of these it, artists would be the first to tell you that. It's so. like, why are you worrying about that? Like yeah. where you're at as compared to other people. You just got to do the best with what you got, you know. We were watching Matt and Shane's podcast the other day, and Cass says, "I give up. I don't even want to do podcasting. These guys are these guys are so funny. I can't, like we shouldn't even do this." <laughs> <laughs> and then no, I, it's true it's but, true but, but it's all good like it's but i wouldn't props. 
yeah, mad props, but, like, I also think that, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I kind of want to, like, deconstruct where the fear comes in, or, you know, the anxiety, or any of these things that hold us back. Yeah, there's no wrong answer in art or asserting yourself out in the universe, because, like, whatever villain you are to somebody, you'll eventually be their angel. It's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. right oh yeah we've all experienced that in our lives <laughs> oh my god and i mean it's been my saving grace to realize all the times at which i was i thought of myself as a villain that have come around like oh it was important for me to be abrasive in that person's life in that time like it was actually helpful for that's them so and, and the people that were Ooh, abrasive in my life good. like were the most helpful people that you know the Damn. people that i remember that's you good know? that's some high level forgiveness shit oh yeah ours is the opposite we start as the angel then turn into the yep. devil and i hate it I hate it. When someone comes towards us holding us in any kind of high regard, I'm like, damn, it's going to be a fucking weird ride down. <laughs> I love the other thing. It's like, if I, oh, if I'm the fucking demon in the dark in someone's life, I'm like, all right, strap in. We're going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love when yeah. someone hates our movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm almost jealous of them. That that sounds so deranged, but like, I'm like, oh man, to watch something and feel that sense of a thing where you're expressing it to the artist, like, fuck you. It's, first of all, I know I got my hooks in you. Yeah. And you don't even know it. Yeah. You don't even know it, but I'm almost yeah. jealous of like that level of a <laughs> fucking visceral reaction. And I'm, I'm glad I cause it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, that really is the key to fucking escaping dualism and self-acceptance and forgiveness and enjoying life is understanding that like, yes, on a level, there is good and bad. It's mm. crazy to say that there's not because there is, but that, 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 that then plays out into its own all goodness all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're coming to realize. That You're both. That weed brings you to. Yeah. That understanding. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to not get caught up in the righteous plane of good and bad with three-dimensional reality. Well, I mean, especially we when good, all, like good. every movie, every TV show, our news narratives, our sports narratives, they're all us in that dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Worry machines. Yeah. Don't feel good. Well, it's why we're <laughs> sick, you know? Yeah. We are, we're not though. We're, we just think we're sick. We're under this Ooh, crazy, yeah. crazy spell from the powers that be that are keep telling us we're sick. And because we're sick, we need to prescribe and subscribe. And yeah, you, you need know. to pay for something to fix you. That's for sure. Absolutely, you need to go. Yeah, no, it's um, and we believe it, and therefore we get sick, and then we do have codependent relationships with these powers that be, and all of these things play out. Mm. I mean, it's taken me fucking 29 years to realize all the ways at which i'm not sick <laughs> you know? it's, it's a crazy thing <laughs> even after everybody around me being like nah i really think you are i just yeah. held it down like no <laughs> no i'm just out of alignment with the way that with things the way are going you guys are yes, exactly. and the way that the fucking universe is right now well you'll get it and that's, that's a, it's, a great it's, it's honestly my vibe with people when I meet them. I'm like, I know you'll get it eventually. Well, in our families, I think yeah. you and I have both played the same role. Like, yeah. the, you're the what the fuck person. <laughs> and if you're not already, you will become everyone's favorite. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I went through it and I felt so bad for myself. And Cass would have to hear the woe is me. My family doesn't like me story. Yeah. And slowly but surely, just keep being you. And oh, they're yeah. like, man, I love that I have a freak of a cousin. Oh, I yeah. love that my fucking, you know, like... That like like he's just some fucking wild boy who doesn't work and like tries to just fucking get you know come up with schemes and make art and oh like, yeah 
Yeah, like the shit that they hated about me now is like kind of like the example in their life, you know, the talisman for like wild fun times. And yeah. I'm like, that's what I want to be. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really important to inhabit the outskirts. That's really Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. All of our favorite musicians were doing that. And they were those people of those times. And yeah. in my favorite filmmakers, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We're, we're voices for the outskirts. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Um, it feels like my, my number one sense of responsibility, exploring the outskirts of this multiverse. <laughs> Make sure we got the edges tightened up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you playing your part perfectly. Yeah. I think so. Fucking like when wow. I take I, when I take acid, it does feel like I'm fulfilling my destiny. Really any drug on a kind of sick level that I think. It's it's such a win. Like it, because we've been enslaved so hard and we've been we've been enslaved and indoctrinated to think that your enslavement is a gift and a privilege. And oh, you're fucking, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To take days of your life and say, I'm taking it all back. Oh, yeah. Loop. Oh yeah. Is a win every time. Oh yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. Carve out the yeah. carve out the time in your life or don't don't even carve out the time in your life. Take the fucking acid. It will carve out the time in your life. It yeah. will begin to carve out the time in your life. Yeah. <laughs> when you honor those spirits. Yeah. This is a new spirit. Yeah. That was birthed in the nineteen forties. Yeah. You know? It's still on the come up. Yeah. It's still figuring out who its allies are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these things are only gonna bring you into more alignment too. Like I think you can get hyper paranoid that like you commune with these spirits and they're going to make you so hyper feminine or so hyper receptive that it's going to not make you want to be an engineer or something a little bit more yeah. what seems like systematic it's going to make you want to quit right your job. brain or whatever um, and it's so not true like you know if math is the way that your brain likes to think like you'll be better will make you more mathy you yeah. know it's not going to take that personality trait away from you there are drugs that um, seem to distort people's personalities and stuff that take them out of their um uh, I, I feel like it's got to be or like it has to take you out of your own body at first to even do that because mm. it's got to take you off your, your own senses you know but I do think we have lots of prescription drugs that do that to people I I have no idea what prescription drugs do to people like yeah, I can I speak to psychedelics them. all day and all night okay well I took prescription drugs for most of high school like they gave me you know a anything and everything what, what, Prozac, what, what, you know at, like mood stabilizers I mean they put me on Ambien when I was like 14 when you know we, oh, i think right oh, when i got oh, to the yeah. states we got like all the goods maybe 15 um but yeah and the only thing that i can remember they never worked like they never made me feel happy or necessarily more stable but they did make me feel more out of it and more like a zombie and i know that's the general story that you hear from people because it, and it's so it's kind of cliche but it's true yeah. i'm just like a little bit less there yeah, yeah. because and again it's, it's that requires you totally taking off my nervous system you well, know, and like cutting that connection off to my brain to even have me, f have me who I am with my body and my pattern to be yeah. functioning on a level where I'm like not connected to the things around me and don't care about what's happening. You know, I'm not really a backseat driver as much as I'd like to be. Well, th those drugs, they're extreme things that are meant for extreme cases like you. Um, they to chop off the highs and chop off the lows and get you back into the workforce. Like that's why they exist. Yeah. They're not doing anything to serve your spirit. Yeah. They're quashing it out. It's like, it's almost like you're signing up for another pass through because you took, you know, no, like that's, it's exactly, <laughs> that's what I think of sometimes. That's exactly how it feels with these, with these pills. It's like pausing time. Yeah. It with, sucks with because our drugs. system requires it of us. Like I, I know that my dad can't get by with some, like he's much better off for whatever the fuck they got him on right now. Yeah. Well, Butrin. 
Wellbutrin has has helped my dad a lot. Nothing yeah, else ever has. Nothing else ever has. This seems to help him. Yeah. So God bless it. But do, is there a part of me that thinks his soul could use an in and through raw dog it? You know. Of course. Well, and they're s- only smoke weed and take mushrooms and examine and go through your life. You know. They're only as effective as like thirty percent, which is the same as placebo effect. So it's questionable yeah. if if they do have an effect. What's at crazy all, is they turn off the bl- effects of mushrooms. Of yeah. Isn't that isn't yeah. that a little ironic? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always going to be a very radical voice in that realm. But oh, I'm, I, absolutely. I'm justified we in my radicalness are. because yeah. I literally I did it. I took the drugs like I am the person I was you. I am you. Um, well, we had that <laughs> surreal trip up to Maine that one time. Remember? And we're on we're on some micros and fucking flying high. And your mom had some friends come over, and one of them was just like latched on to Mare. Like, I see that you've dealt with the darkness. Yeah, yeah, you're like I've been there. <laughs> like she was talking about uh, depression overtaking her life, and you and Mare yeah. was just real tasteful. I'm like, Mare seems like so I'm happy. What are you seeing? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> just, but then Mare like was like, yeah, I've been there, and here's how I've dealt with it, and uh, that brought in psychedelics into the conversation, which introduced us to give it to. We just gave it to her right then and there. She took it right away, and the next day was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank. I, okay. I, yeah. 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 To, because it's not it's not quashing off anything. It's it's um, allowing more in. It's actually, it's like okay, let's go through this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about microdoses that works so well um, for like all things? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it. Um, pretty sure mushrooms are what made me quitting an eating disorder and what like pushed the the last of that out too. They've connect, said that about my sh- connect, microdoses. Yeah, connected the different parts of myself that like couldn't quite come together. Because um, yeah, I I do like <coughs> I, I do get to the highest places of anybody that I know, and I am like the happiest motherfucker of anybody I know when I'm doing good. But people should know, yeah, I've been in like I've been the most depressed motherfucker ever, and I used to, I spent ten years of my life only thinking about food and how to throw out food and how to be as small as possible in a room. That was how most of my life has been spent. Damn, man. You know? Um, and so it does feel like I can speak, I can speak to it because I've been there for a long time and it took a long time to get out, but it wasn't any prescription drug that got me out of it. And it's crazy because I want to say it was mushrooms, but the, the, the craziest thing about it is I think it was just time. It was just like the shape of time and my pattern in time was it felt like a literal clock hand in 2013 just like switched and I, that spirit left my body and I stopped thinking about it. Wow. It went from 90% of my day to none. You know, and that's pretty yeah, inexplainable. Yeah. You really just went through it for so long that it was just like that narrative has played out. <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah. That must suck. Like, I, I mean, I haven't thought about it too much with like extreme eating disorders, but I just think about it with people who count calories every day i'm like damn that's a lot to think about yeah a lot to be focusing on what you consume and and that sort of thing yeah that's a sad like my dad and i i remember having this conversation maybe four years ago and him being like i honestly didn't know how smart you were because i was malnourished for like you know most most of my childhood and so you were probably cranky and barely talking or yeah i was very quiet just clouded yeah no i like completely malnourished and and once I started eating and realizing how smart I was and creative I was, you know, and then I became a tattooer and doing all the things that I do, um, 
like it, it just felt like wow i wasted so much time I know, I know. in this body just yeah. focusing on cr- like possessed you know yeah literally possessed that was your cross to bear and you you did it gracefully and like jesus you rose again and, and you are living your life <laughs> yeah and we, we all have that you know and you probably have assumed a new cross and many many new crosses since then yeah 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 i think it's like the same pattern playing out high frequency or low frequency mm. and that is my pattern playing out on the lowest frequency <laughs> yeah yeah. I think the same applies to me. And we tangle. You know what I mean? Cuz we do such a similar dance and when we're do- when we're doing it in lockstep, it's like the most probably beautiful fucking thing you could imagine, you know. But when it gets a little out of step and like one of us is occupying the low and the other one's in the high, it's like it's like we're incommunicado. You know what I mean? It's like it, it it's like messages can't be sent and they can't be received. But now we've been doing this dance for so long that it's just like, you just got to trust. It's just like, we just got to step for a second. We're still dancing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are highs and lows of life. I think we've gone think too long without taking Molly. Yeah, I think we've gone too long without taking this Molly. This is a three-person relationship that, you know, it started on Molly in a lot of ways. And it's a, it's a spirit that guides us because it brings us such joy. We don't take it all the time. We take it once every three months. And now it's been like five months. Yeah. I mean, I don't need and it. I can, could it, never have it again in my life. Uh, me and too. I, and I love you and I feel great in this relationship. So Me too. But but the amount of time we spend together and whatever, like, there's a lot that's just like, <laughs> and, and that, like, like, I feel like a Molly evening together will just like help us integrate shit we don't realize we're not integrating Mm. that's all i'm saying we don't have access to it you know like i can go without molly too um but we don't have access i think to some of the things that just need to be like you know once you realize that molly's a a tool for couples therapy throuples therapy whatever it may (laughs) be yeah it's you're just like wow this is very valuable you know, like, yeah. Well, you you don't take it for granted anymore. And and we're like, we don't want to throw away our once every three month thing, you know? Yeah. Frivolously. Yeah. And there are ways that you can bring in tapping into a super open heart center. Um, and I think a lot of it requires tapping into your emotion. Yeah. It's like really dropping into how you feel. Yeah. Um, somebody was asking me about that on the Discord, like how to bring in more of the water element in their life because their chart is very, very earthy and airy. Um, so how and do as a you? hyper watery person, yeah, I was trying to thinking about that over the past few days, how to answer them because I'm such a watery person that it ha- it's for me, it's just been how do I bear these oceans and these storms and, cha- and channel them productively, not like how do I how do I reach water? I'm soaked all the time in every realm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have no problem with water. Like I am water. I'm, a, I'm water baby problems. It's Drenched. Like, it should be the name of every album that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I th- and I think it takes vulnerability. I think that's been part of the abrasiveness of me and other people in my life is like not a- everybody has tapped into water like I am and their emotions. And it's been so demonized. The feminine has been so demonized that people that it makes them uncomfortable. But it's kind of been part of me keeping my own sanity and keeping this philosophy and like, no, emotions are good. And they're actually your only tool in this multiverse. That's the only thing you have for navigating is how do you feel right now? That's all you have. Yeah. And, and we give it away. Yeah. You keep. 
yeah. we dull it down and yeah. we give it away. But like, yeah, yeah so dropping I, into that. Yeah. That's a good practice. Yeah. Like that's all that Molly's doing is it's just dropping you deeper into a heart space that's open. And, um, yeah. I'm all supportive of people finding, um, balance of course within themselves. But I think that, uh, releasing any judgment of what you're not is like very valuable because that's where the community comes in and that's where your connections and your relationships will carry the weight, you know? So it, like, it may be as simple as also just like, a lot of connecting with people who maybe do have more water in your chart because I think we're so connected that it's like I feel like I get so balanced through you guys because and and the stuff and the people and the music I like and that sort of stuff because there's a lot of fire in that and I might not have it myself but like through my relationship with you guys or the music that I listen to I can I can I can find that balance because I don't necessarily I'm balancing more than my internal body I'm balancing my auric body and my auric body is a lot more um susceptible or responsive or affected by like all these other definitely definitely so i was like other than being in water because that's probably good for water right like you get into a hot tub or a bath. <laughs> yeah. i think that's yeah. why writing music is easier in the shower mm. yeah you're because in the flow you're in the flow you well your impurities I mean? washing down the drain yeah you're getting baptized yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but yeah it's hard for me to speak to anything other than the practices that i keep with like dancing and singing and stuff because i think those things also bring you into your heart space and your emotions but do you guys have any other things that church of chill water yeah oh music. well that that's just what that's a practice that keeps me in in just like being a more sensitive emotional boy oh yeah yeah listening Lit- to that many songs open listening ears oh yeah judgmental yes. ears yeah, yeah just listening like, i don't care that's a practice that not many people do i i it's crazy because we have the library of alexandria of music yeah at our fingertips yeah i can't believe that other people not not way more people have taken on the task of like i'm gonna try to fucking i'm gonna play spotify like a video game i'm gonna try to beat this thing yeah (laughs) i'm gonna find everything that's good on here and stash it away and um sorry if the algorithms are listening or whatever but the church of chill is about taking that shit back i pay spotify and they pay their fucking people shit and so we take those songs basically they're they're offline for the community forever like those those playlists will <clears throat> those um radio shows will always be available in like an mp3 form or whatever but that's yeah. what i use to just keep music should ears. just be free for everyone everywhere yeah yeah we need universal basic income yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i mean i feel like it's it's coming we're, we're already kind of like we're, we're living it in a way and like um in the way that artists take care of each other and the, and the more we go through our journey of like uh you know financial struggle and shit you just see like oh you're held up by the community that you serve in an air ambassador for your whole life of being an artist like there's people out there who will they just make sure you're taken care of and it's cool yeah i mean there yeah there's so many artists struggling out there and they will continue to struggle and uh luckily it's becoming more in vogue to support artists so like rich people are more um open to doing grants and things like that but um yeah, it is an overwhelming thing to approach making art in this capitalist system because really it requires you to not make money. And um, that's why I feel so inspired too to like anybody that I get around that like, because everybody's an artist, like I meet everybody and they're an artist. And if you don't have a creative voice, like I'm going to push you to have one because I know it's just the systems around you that be that are um, oppressing you not to have one because naturally like we all have a creative voice and it doesn't yeah. just need to be in the form of music or visual arts or 
mm. the specific genre like that. It could be in the artful way that you hit a tennis ball across the court or um, write your, what's like a lawyer stance? What, what do they write before they go to court? I should know. Mm. Something like that. Speech document. Oh, yeah, they write a little speech <laughs> and then they go in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what your dad does? He writes a little no, speech. He goes he's up not there. a courtroom lawyer. He's a document. He just writes like thousand page documents that look like gibberish that make you be like, humans talk like, I don't know. It hurts my brain. Like, I have to be the lawyer in our business and I like read these documents. I'm like, damn, this is not fun. If any of our clients are listening to this, it's not true. We just say that to be cool. We send it to a real lawyer. <laughs> We're deep enough in this thing. <laughs> no, yeah, Cass, Cass is, we've been able to save a good amount of money by Cass just being like, fuck it, I'm just going to thoroughly go through this document right now, and anything that stands out to me, I'll bring up, and she just comes over well, The thing me, is, you know. really do, you think like, oh, this is, they're good people, we're good people, it's going to be fine. They'll try to fuck you every time. You get fucked every fucking time. If, one, if they so want a contract, really they're through, trying to fuck you. They, you really well, got to go through that and be like, can I live with this? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I will have to, you think yes. this line will never affect you? It you will, will have to to live with this yeah. line yeah and you have to come to this place of peace about it <laughs> yeah so there's art in that there may be a lot of <laughs> conniving art it may be some scoundrel art um mowgli come on baby what it, are you guys getting into over here there's, there's, a, a rooster. there's a rooster that won't shut the fuck up do you guys hear that it's crazy what time I of day is it i thought it was the peacock at first what you are high that shit look like a peacock to you <laughs> <laughs> Mowgli thinks he's back in Hawaii. Oh man, I want someone to make a comic book of Magic and Mowgli, <laughs> <laughs> just going on adventures off on their own with capes. Yeah, they have little capes. <laughs> just traveling. He's got through. his ears up and his guard dogs. Oh, hands. you know, um, Cass and I want to give a recommendation. Um, a friend of ours uh, made an awesome movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. In theaters now. Really good. Really good. If you're into this podcast and like Rick and Morty and smoking weed and smoking DMT and shit, this is the movie for you. Very rad. Damn, yeah. That was a trip. Definitely yeah. a trip of a movie. I'm like kind of appreciative. Yeah, you were saying after we left, you're like, damn, it's a, like everything is now needs to be like this multiverse thing. And I'm like... Yeah, because that's like where our collective consciousness is at. It's like the aware, this awareness of what's going on on a deeper level. And so like art is having to push the limits so far yeah. and it's happening. Like the exponential growth happens not just to technology, but to art and expression. Yeah, like, do, 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 do. And all of a sudden, every everything all, everywhere all is, at it, once. It, yeah, <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. And it's yeah. But everything, all the trailers, everything we see, all the ads and everything, they're all about like multiverse worlds. And, like, you know, the consequences, I mean, there could be a conspiracy in, in theory in here because we're destroying our Earth and they're just like, hey, let's create this whole un cinematic universe of things where, like, everything's pretty much consequence-free because you could hop into another timeline. We just don't have access to that yet. You know what I mean? That's what, like, everything seems to involve those kind of characteristics now. And I'm like, what the fuck's that all about? But Cass nailed it. Taco Bell has a multiverse yeah. commercial now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just what well, it's just what we're becoming aware of. I was just thinking about this yesterday, like how one human learns something on one side of the planet and then we all learn it. Yeah. That's like definitely what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 
And then just thinking about how sometimes like the stuff that comes out in the mainstream feels like it's like a consciousness step behind for some reason. I don't know what that's about. It's just that there's the system is so systematic it's not tapped into the entire wholeness of everything. Mm. It's also appealing to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, we're all kind of generally pretty basic. Yeah. Mm. The consequence thing free thing is kind of interesting with like hopping dimensions and stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If nothing free. matters, you know. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It 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 feels nefarious in that way to me. Yeah. Like Well, cuz the absurdist philosophy comes from like the, the scientific approach too, to everything. Mm. And that does it's, it is why it scares me too. Nothing matters. It's all random. Yeah. Uh, so it's who like cares? it does matter. It feels like it matters. I'm going to carry on as if it matters. Love matters. This is what I've realized in my tra- travels, journeys, inner journeys. Oh, here we go. Interstellar cast. Yeah. Is, here we go, cast. Yeah, no, corner. you're true. Nothing is real. It's all an illusion. But we have love, and that's good enough for me. And it's real enough. And love isn't just about loving your dog or your partner or yourself. It's about loving this earth and caring for it. And I just think we just don't have this caretaker spirit you know what i mean it's we have to like extend it out beyond like okay i gotta take care of my own mental health and i gotta take care of myself and we're so self-consumed and i think it's like this the kind of what you were talking about about like you're not sick like you're not sick don't relax don't give in to that you're not sick because when you think that you're sick and you're the only one that needs to be healed you you're missing a much bigger picture Mm. of like this larger yeah well and when you say nothing matters to it it's so to me it's just screaming depression because when you're not depressed what you want matters because even if spirit like nothing none of the systems matter religion doesn't matter jesus doesn't matter whatever and it's just about what do you want to do in this multiverse that should be exciting in itself Mm -hmm. it almost requires depression to get to a place of nihilism and like nothing matters yeah i get there all the time honestly like it just to me it's like me too that's what it reflects most is like people yeah. just like shutting off their feelings. Cause really when you have feelings, stuff matters, even if it matters in the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know, you got to really take that road to hell to like really want to be on a more positive path. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause once you go yeah. to like this hell and this fear realm and the, n- the nihilism and nothing matters, like then, okay, nothing matters, but who wants to live like that? You don't. Like, that's not a fun way to live. So now it's like, okay, how, how do we want to live? We want to care about people. We want to care about things. We want to care about making art. We want to create. We want to see how we can with affect. Magic. Yeah, we're playing with magic. Yeah, baby. Right back at you. Magic, no, for where real. are you at? Yeah. And that's why it's so easy to get thought, lost in thought these days is like, there's like all this existential, existential angst. Like, before. When we were like older humans, there was like a real, like a religion and a caste system to fall to, you know, yeah. where we were like, oh, this is the way I'm, this is the role. This is the way. And now it's like, whatever you want, <laughs> but it requires <laughs> and you buying and something. It's, and it's kind of terrifying, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. even if it didn't require me buying anything, just it's, the idea yeah. of like, whatever I want, that but it's reached, all on me, you know, that we've reached a level of technology that like we are so concerned with with our survival all the time so it really is all on you it's like okay so then what are you going to do with this experience okay you have access to the to the blank yeah canvas. no we're at, we're at this level of consciousness where it's you come into this planet and it's like whatever you want yeah it's crazy yeah it's so crazy you, and you it, could go full jesus if you want you could go full jesus and if you and want. like you should <laughs> you should you definitely any should. opportunity you get to and it feels like you know like when Cass says like at least there's love it really feels like that, like it's so true. And you know, we've all stripped 
the layers away. And that seems to be what's like beneath it all. And it makes me feel like when you hate something or someone, that's like you've totally thrown in the towel. If they've won, it's won. Yeah. You know, that's how strong, that's how, that's how strong love is and the pull towards that. Like that's the the final death blow is like, I hate this fucking thing. I'm yeah. totally despondent. I yeah. can't, you know? Yeah. 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 So when your cells just start giving up with you. Pretty much. Like, like so. it's, that's kind of what these days I feel like we're fighting against is oh, like yeah. the pull towards that darkness. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. You know? that nothing matters and like that like i in a psychedelic way i really appreciate like uh, like the rick and morty everything everywhere all at once type of like popping into these other dimensions but it, it's always it's so depressing because it always depicts like some throwaway version of you so i'm like Ugh. oh wow it's like oh they're doing this menial thing or whatever and it's just yeah. like it's like a, i i feel like it's like I don't know. It, it's it's not charged with like the sacredness and divinity that like like what that that like the weight of that being able to pop into different things into these different experiences or whatever. They're usually trivialized in these things, but they're comedies, so you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes they can get the death energy in in kind of an, ex- in an exciting way for me, though, where it's like not so negative, and I like that. Like, yeah. You know, because I think it obviously causes us a lot of problems, and I think it's and it just as important as life, right? That's why it exists. Absolutely. And I think it has just as much to do with love as life does. Mm. And, uh, yeah. I do, yeah, love does seem to be the underlying pulse, uh, creative impulse for things to continue, like an in-breath or an out-breath or something. Um but there's other things to explore and other things to find too. Like there's not just love. Like if that bores you, there's like, there's, <laughs> there is, there really are like a trillion million frequencies like, out there that are they're roaring. You can do goth. You could do goth. Well, then there are all different, there are all different things. flavors for love. We just have a, yeah. a limited language. Are you a yeah. lover or are you goth? <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like probably as a culture, we don't talk about, like we, t- we have talked about heaven, but that's kind of dropped off. But like, this kind of ending the cycle of birth and death, the samsara, like the moksha or how do you ever pronounce it? Like, how do we, it's kind of confusing. We don't have a lot to grasp onto about like a lot of us like being here. So the idea that you could like kind of get, reach your final form and not go around again is kind of scary, but then you also don't know how you're going to go around again. And Mm. like, there is like a purpose it feels like to, keeping your heart and mind pure so that when the moment of death comes you are ready to transform into yeah a more expansive way of being in this universe i've been trying to do all i can to not resurrect again ever since i became aware which is probably at like nine or something or eight <laughs> damn <laughs> like, hopefully right, that doesn't blow right, up in your wh- face whatever man. we can do <laughs> <laughs> Get not on those rosaries again, and it's funny. Yeah, and then you get into the astrology of it, and it's like, oh, I was just born on like the last of a moon or something, and so it's like I have a finalizing attitude about things or whatever. You know, it is the last phase for me of something. You know, Blame it on the and stars. and you look at yours, and it's like, oh, you're at this new birth new birthing baby. phase, you're a new baby in the <laughs> universe or whatever. And so of course you have this like exploratory energy about it. You know, and it does feel like I've I've been here for a million trillion years, and like, well, some of us like it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> By the way, some of us like it here. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, because Mary's like, well, I'm because getting too old for this I, shit. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember what book it is, but love is the last illusion of all the illusions that humans go through, and it's true. Uh, Siddhartha talks about that because okay. the love for his son is like right. one of the greatest illusions, and he's like this wise man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. like, I, I, and I feel like I went, like I've gone through that, and so like mm. love is exciting, but yeah, it's like it's I don't know. Illusion. There's a, there's a point of experiencing stuff, right? That that you want to go on to the next thing but that's also energetically kind of how i am anyways mm. you ready to wrap this thing up yeah let's wrap it up <laughs> our life <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about this we're going out in a blaze of glory will you do another bag yeah suicide Boring. pact <laughs> yeah th- that would be a good name for a podcast damn i just read about two sisters that like went to europe and got uh formal suicide there's a name for it euthanasia Nah, there's a better name for when you pay somebody to kill you. Anyways. Euthanize. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's a youth or something. Um, Euthanetics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think incarnating is whatever you want, Cass. I think you should do it as many times as you want to do it. Thanks. I think that's the problem. It's like we're all coming to realize like it's whatever you want. In this body and not whatever you want. What the fuck do you want? And then you got to face that scary question. I'm like trying to move to this place of being more excited by the uncertainty than like dreadful of it. Because like it's really anxiety provoking (laughs) for me that like I don't know whether I'm going to be what I'm going to be in the next life. Because I've had some experiences while being super high that were quite unpleasant and felt like they could last an eternity. And it's kind of spooked me in the way of like, oh no, could this could that happen where I am a genie in a bottle Yeah, and I need to wait for someone to rub me the right way? No. I mean, what I'm trying to say Hmm. is that, yeah, Hmm. like I've had moments where like I'm cold and I could never imagine being warm again. And like, you don't know how long you you could be reincarnated as a rock in the desert, you know? Yeah. yeah. And be cold for a long, long, long So you don't want to go, you don't want to fixate on it, on being cold too much. Well, life spooked me too. Like, as a young, arrogant lass, like, I just thought I could move through the world and do whatever I want under no consequence of other forces or outer forces that would impact my life. And then Mm. you, like, you know, run up against karma. And then you get into a car accident and your face smashed in. You're like, oh, Mm, there are other forces. of life and you get spooked to a level that you're like you you just come to realize you know what chaos is and organization and the existence of the both and like what you're dealing with and then yeah i I can relate to that on this lifetime of a level though yeah yeah spooked yeah you can go to hell if you want to on this planet well i I promise when when (laughs) we talk about incarnations like it you guys are even talking about this lifetime like mare's already done so many passes through <laughs> and, i'm a and, slow learner y'all you and, know what and I mean? cass is on like a slow a burn long one and she's like no, cass is a quick learner she just arrived you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i learn from other people's mistakes and how i like to do it she does she yeah you know that's what they say about our human design things is apparently manifestors are supposed to like play out mistakes it's like part of our thing it's because we're because we're like the outer edges of whatever is going on it's like people like watch us do the rise do the fall like make the mistake wow really yeah, like my life is just playing out mistakes or whatever. It's like, word. Word. <laughs> word. Word up. Okay, I feel I you. I relate to that really hard. I feel you, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, look at these chemtrails. Big time. Damn. You know. I know I need this cloud to face so I can get this sun on my arms again. Yeah, one it's more going. sunburst. <laughs> I was we'll too hot. Bag. I'm like melting over here. Yeah. Burned up. <laughs>
the vampire. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're uh, putting out a new movie called American Sunset. You should check it out. And Just trying to get that out 420, hopefully to the Discord folks before that. Yeah, we're going to get it out to our Patreon folks. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Lots of new uh, stuff on there all the time. We, but we've been putting a lot of stuff on the on the Patreon. Some good Church of Chills, my favorite ones yet. Yeah, no, so they've been real good. Some bonus content on there. The last the last time we took acid together, there's a there's a podcast on there. Our yeah. last podcast from our apartment. Yeah. It's, it's Crazy, a, funny, acid, goofy. One. That was a wild one. Yeah. That was uh, this one. Uh, we had somebody not on the acid, so it, we weren't fully in just. I'm sorry. Goofball mode. No, it's good. I no, think we. I think we held killed it down. It there we go. That's what we're So I was out for. in the outer space, so. It's oh, good me somebody too. had feet on the ground, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah we need that. <laughs> That's usually me. <laughs> and um, maybe you, you're probably going to be busy um, working tomorrow, but maybe me and Meryl hop on and do a little bonus one for the people. Yeah, I'd love it. I could talk about my triumphant darts that I'm going to play tonight. Oh, yeah? You're <laughs> going to kill it? Oh, yeah. People love hearing about my dart, my dart <laughs> playing. Maybe I'll take some videos tonight. You're going to be in line. Your, yeah, your highest dimension. Well, that's why I took acid this today. Crazy multiverse. I was like, we have to take acid tomorrow. If we're gonna do it, we gotta do it tomorrow. Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, acid's the best. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cool. We're out.